Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dexter's Lab. Balfam is no stranger to the fork in the road that many artists face at one point or another in their lives. The choice between a stable career and pursuing your art. Right now, she's choosing both. Outside of her 9 to 5, Bao works with The Flavor Continues. We had a chance to talk about finding time for her day job and her art, the benefits of having multiple creative disciplines, and how creativity bleeds into all parts of her life. My name is Jay Cottle, and this is Bao's Lab. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dexter's Lab. This is Bao's Lab, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Truly a pleasure. So um, I guess I want to know just about you. When did you first know you were creative? What does your artistry and creativity look like? What would you consider your main discipline? All that. Mm -hmm. um, so I... I feel like I kind of fell into the creative route as a young child, as most of us do. Um, I don't really come from a very, um, I guess, a household that really pushes for the arts. Mm. Um, like I have creative people in my extended family, but um, like more so my immediate family, we're very much about um, stability and mm. looking for things that um, are sustainable um in the traditional fashion so it's kind of hard to uh to think back into like my childhood of moments that like really really like let me explore creativity in in the ways that I do now um but I I am a multidisciplinary artist I do a lot of different things or at least I'm interested in doing a lot of different mm -hmm. things um so my main focuses um are in dancing um, videography and now really exploring um, graphic designing especially mm -hmm. but I love I love music I am learning how to DJ a little bit here on the side um, I love to cook so food okay. like art to me so yeah. yeah so I'm really interested in that because you know uh, at Dunamis we work with a lot of artists with different um disciplines and sometimes they've been taught or they've internalized the the need to like pick a lane right or like just be one thing um but we're always just like it's more interesting when you find how those all connect so for you with all of these different passions do you find that it's more i do this and when i'm not feeling this i'm going to go over here or is it really that you're trying to find ways to pull all of those together yeah i think um throughout my entire life i've always been very much like um, trying to find links between things, being mm. very like um, interdisciplined, not only in my artistic endeavors, but mm. really just like in the way I see myself as a person, mm. uh, my spirituality, um, even like career goals. Like I've always tried to find different ways to incorporate things I've learned um, from like different parts of my life into each other so that, you know, holistically I have this like approach that makes sense to me as a person and it like stays true to me mm. yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful thank you and like has that triggered anything like interesting or special in in what you've done so far um I think 
I think this year has been a, a year of change for everyone. And I, I, I'm like no exception to that too. So um, I think it's triggered a lot of like um, truth about myself. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of like unapologetic art has come out of like my mm -hmm. different practices. Wow. It's been really great to like fully feel accepted by yourself. Like the mm -hmm. art you put out, you feel like you are truly accepting of that. and it feels very like, um, it just feels like a true representation of what you want to do with mm. like your art. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. So I'm kind of interested, you said that you're not really from a family that um, values the arts in this way in terms of building a sustainable career. So where does your passion for art and your creativity come from or even your approach to this intersectional piece about linking all of that? Like, where did that come from for you? Yeah, I feel like it really came from the fact that I had to make time to do all of my art. Mm -hmm. um, I actually come from um, a medical background. So I was studying um, for optometry for a really long time. I got into grad school. I was doing the optometry program. I, and I got to a point in my life where it was really like that pivotal point where I was thinking about you know, this is a career that is sustainable. It's like a nine to five, like it has a really um, great like return on investment as some people would say. Um, but it just, it made me feel like I always had to really carve out that time for my artwork. And I know that I was always going back to that like consistently and, you know, having to do that for something that you're so passionate about, I think like it comes to a point where it, you, you do have to make that decision that like distinction is like this the route you want to take because it is like stable or is this the route that you want to take because it's true to who you are and like something you're actually like you know passionate about doing and I think like because I was on this this route for so long and seeing the trends of myself like just going back and forth and back and forth like I finally made that decision to truly pursue this um, full-time yeah. and wholeheartedly. Wow. And so what got you in the arts and, and to begin with? How did that happen? Um, really dance. Dance is always going to be like my first, first love for everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't come from a family of dancers. It's just like, I'm kind of like an oddball when it comes to that. Um, but I, I got into dance when I was in, um, when I was really young, but also like more seriously, in middle to high school timeframe. Mm -hmm. And um, it gave me a real sense of like community. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that was really significant to me. Like mm -hmm. I've, I come from a really small family. It, uh, my parents are immigrants, I'm an immigrant. I wasn't born here. And um, to have like that sense of community to be something that's part of like a larger ecosystem um, really gave me a lot of perspective on how to move within different like spaces mm. and um yeah it's just like that was just something that was like really like a really beautiful experience and it pushed me to you know reach further out into a lot of different arts that kind of gave me like very similar nostalgic feelings that's amazing that's amazing and I think that that's so powerful and what hasn't come up yet in all of these discussions is yeah the power of not as explicitly as you said it but the power of community and how that like 
is so deeply part of why we do this work and it's such a benefit to being in this this field is really that interconnectivity for sure. So I guess in thinking about that, I'm gonna skip ahead to another question I like to ask teams where, you know, you work with, what is it, four other top level folks at Flavor Continues? Uh, There's a, three other, yeah, three, three other, other people. Folks. So I'm interested in like, how does collaboration kind of affect the creative process? You have all these different people and personalities and opinions and styles, even from what I hear. So how does that all come together? It's it's so funny that you asked that because we kind of just went through this whole um, like small period where kind of we were kind of all just like on different pages, mm. just a little bit staggered, um, mm. just kind of like operating from different viewpoints points mm -hmm. and we finally just kind of like got back into like a sync together yeah. um but it, it is it is pretty challenging sometimes like I know all of us are, are very passionate about what we do mm -hmm. we have like this vision of what we want um certain things to look like how we want to implement certain things how we want to roll it out like there's always all these like small nuances between mm -hmm. the team members but I think the one strength that our team has is that we're so um we're just so we're like such huge believers of the mission we're on mm. um we we all know what we want to do what we want to um really push forward for this community for this culture like i know some of us um have been in this um this culture for a lot longer uh, especially the street in club dance culture. Mm -hmm. Some of us has, have been in um, this a lot longer than others, mm -hmm. but we all see the impact that it has for our communities. And we all see um, what it has done for people. And, and mm -hmm. now in turn, like we just wanna do the same thing for the culture and just really push it forward, mm -hmm. really like let newer generations like experience the beauty of it. And I think that's what really helps ties our team together is like we're such huge believers in what we do. Mm -hmm. And and that's how we, we end up being able to like really do the work. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, we love it. We believe in it. It's really beautiful. So there are folks who say like, uh, I'm not creative, right? They go around and they kind of wear that label of like, I'm not a creative person. I don't know how that works. It's not me. What do you say to those people? And for those who might be interested um, at later points in their life of embracing creativity, how do you think they can go about that? Yeah, I think, um, I think everyone is born creative. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a matter of you nurturing that creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the environment affects, you know, that creativity as well. Like some of us are really privileged. I'm, I'm definitely one of those privileged folks that was able to really explore my creativity, mm. um, especially coming from like an, um, an Asian background. Mm -hmm. Creativity is not something that a lot of us get to really pursue as a career. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, back to like being able to experience that and really nurturing it. Mm -hmm. That's just something that, you know, a lot of us have to decide if that's worth doing. Right. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to say, like, because it, it is like your decision on whether you do it or not. Mm -hmm. But even if it's at a later point in life, um, that's, that's just kind of like getting your mind out of that, like, time frame. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people say that, you know, if you don't accomplish this at this time, you're, you shouldn't it's not worth doing but for me I, I think it's 
more of like learning to extend your runway, right? Mm -hmm. Like extending the time mm -hmm. of what you want to accomplish. Like you don't put those barriers on yourself to do that. It's, it's your decision whether you do it or not, but you know, it's all in your own timing. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so do you feel that the creativity you have under your artistry affects like the non-creative or non-artistic parts of your life? Do you ever find that it leaks in somehow? Um, hmm, that's a great question. I actually, I haven't thought about that before. Um, I feel like now creativity is just how I run my life. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what I'm doing. There's always some creative bits to it mm. um that is especially true because i i think a lot of folks um find certain tasks to be non-creative right like you know you're cooking breakfast that's just breakfast but to me that's that's also being creative like what flavors you put into it what you want to um what you want to put on your plate or whatever but mm -hmm. i i feel like yeah maybe i think creativity just like leaks into all parts of my life I don't think there's one part that I'm like there is absolutely zero creativity because mm -hmm. you know I feel like life is just a creative process in general mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if you could interview a creative person uh past or present living or dead who would it mm -hmm. be and why just one person it could be a whole table. It's so funny because Brian asked the same question. Give us like a whole <laughs> table. So you guys are definitely collaborators. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to interview Jay Dilla, JD for sure. Um, Andre Power. Hmm. Um, Rihanna, of course. I'm a huge fan. And I'm from Barbados. So yeah, that's my cousin. Nice. Yeah, we're cousins, we're relatives. Mm -hmm. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, but yeah, I I I feel like that's a pretty solid table. I feel like that's a that'd be a great a great dinner, um, a great dinner conversation with those folks. And what would you talk about? Why those people? I think um all those people have very interesting approaches mm. to their art form. Mm. Um, you know, some of them are interdisciplinary, which I'm, I'm a huge advocate for that. I love folks who can be multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary, mm. be able to really push their creativity in all different facets. I think mm. that's that's great. Um, and it's because something that I'm very passionate about doing mm. and how I draw my inspiration, which is why I'm a huge advocate for it. Mm. Um, but I think just like their approaches are so interesting. It's just like, there's so much about pushing out their work about creating something for the, the sake of creating and not for like the clout or mm. for, you know, the fame and, and the numbers and the views and the likes and whatever, mm. you know, the validating factor is nowadays. I think just the way that they approach their artwork is just like so interesting. It's just so mm. detail oriented. It, so methodical intentional you know um and that's that's just something I look for when I want to create mm -hmm. my artwork and I'm still in like the early phases of a, a lot of it but mm -hmm. you know seeing those you know those type of attributes to the creatives I look um look up to really helps me kind of hone in on what I want to do that's amazing yeah so I know that for some people, this quarantine process has been really generative. I know that for me, parts of my artistry have thrived and other parts have really 
just not been. And so when you find that you're in a situation where you're kind of, you know, having a block, how do you push through that? What do you do to get the juices flowing again? Um, I think that's the beautiful part about having different disciplines. If you are feeling super stuck and you just cannot get over that hump, that creative block, mm -hmm. you can take a step back and kind of push in another avenue. Mm. Um, I think that's how I've been able to get through quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to look at all the things that I want to accomplish this year and know that's kind of like my goal, but my plan can always change. I can always make sure that, you know, my goals never change, but the way that I execute can always shift and adapt and just kind of be fluid with what is currently happening in my life. You know, mm -hmm. like there, there are definitely some days where I'm like, man, I cannot dance today. I don't feel creative. This, you know, I've been trying for so long and I just can't push this process anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'll move my, my creative process over to doing maybe like some, something graphic design related, something visual art related, yeah. or if I'm not really feeling any of those things, I'll go into to my cooking phase where I'm like mm -hmm. really exploring different flavor profiles or whatever. But it's just nice to know that like, if I cannot execute something in this, this field, mm -hmm. I always have something else that can kind of restart my mind, re keep it refreshed and yeah. just like recenter myself. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I think, yeah, to your point, that is such a great strength of having all those to choose from is, is that one, you can dabble in all of them and then you don't even know how they're influencing or um, inspiring something else in the other piece. So mm -hmm. I guess my other question then is when you are in the zone, when you're like in the zone, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Is that different for each of your disciplines or is the feeling the same amongst them all? Mm, that's such a great question. I I really love your questions. Thank you. Because um, I, I, generally, I generally don't get asked these kind of questions. So it's just like very thought provoking. Um, hmm. I feel like there is always like a sense that feels very similar, like when you um, are able to kind of like get to these milestones mm -hmm. and having that little victory lap feels really good. Um, but when I'm in the zone, it feels different for all of them. Mm. I think I think just because for me, like um, those experiences come with like special senses. Um, I'll, I'll be able to distinguish them between each other. Mm. So, you know, like if I'm able to do a new move in, mm. in my dancing, if I really get it down, it feels very different for me being able to cook a certain dish correctly mm. um even though those are like accomplishments and like milestones like the feeling and the senses that it gives me like those are very different and it's kind of like it's almost kind of like experiencing a different song that you really love mm. that's how i i view it it's just like the song makes you feel a certain way yeah. um you can listen to the details of the song and like you'll mm. notice this about like this part of it and that's how I kind of view my artwork yeah. that's amazing um gonna sit with that one for sure about yeah yeah and honestly I I've never thought about that either mm -hmm. so it's just like wow I that that is actually kind of how I, I I really 
do view a lot of things. And it, again, that's like that interdisciplinary work again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can experience these certain things in a field that's coming from something else. Mm-hmm. But I would have never thought of it if it weren't for your question. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so just like two more questions. And this is, this is, you are now, you're talking about how you, you could have had the job, right? Like the, the stable job and you chose to make a career of your artistry. And in working with artists a lot, I find when either they're trying to make a career out of it or study it um, in an academic sense, they sometimes lose the passion or they get disconnected from that joy of it. So this is your work now. How do you hold on to what drew you to this in the first place? Um, you know, I actually don't have an answer for that because I'm not doing this full time, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, and I, I've thought about this a, a whole lot just because mm-hmm. I know when money comes into the picture, sometimes you'll have to sacrifice or compromise for your artwork. Mm-hmm. And right now in my life, I'm not ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have like a full-time day job that's mm-hmm. not even art related. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm not at that nine to five, I'm doing work for The Flavor Continues. I'm working on my own like personal projects. Um, but that's because I know like I can pay my rent at the end of the month um, and still be able to produce work that I know is going to be great quality work and something that's going to be a true reflection of what the flavor continues is about. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't have an answer for that, but I, I hope someday that I will because, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to compromise from. Yeah. yeah, which I think is fair. And I mean, this is leading me to another question, though, where I feel like we all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have that process, right? Where you have to make a choice or you have to make that shift. And I'm just wondering, and this sounds so scandalous to even say, (laughs) is part of how you still have the energy and the capacity to have an artistic practice at all, even when you're full-time, is that maybe because it feels, I don't want to say like it's forbidden fruit, but it feels like this elusive thing, right? It still feels Mm. like this thing I want that I can't fully have. And so that's why I'm more drawn to it and I won't lose my energy for it as much. And mm-hmm. do you think that would change then if it does become full-time or, or, or is it just that we love the art so much it doesn't really matter? Um, I would say for some of us, and just because I can't speak on everyone's experiences, mm-hmm. for some of us, it really is because you love this shit so much. Mm-hmm. Like this is just part of who you are it's been there for you for all the rough times and the happy times you know like being able to really be integrated into your work um not only in the the sense that like you you are putting in the hours to do something but in the sense that this is a community driven type of like serving experience for you um you know for me I, I do this because, you know, I love the people that I'm able to connect with. I love the art form itself. I love being able to express some, like, things about myself that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Um, so for me, I know it's because I really love what I do. Like, I truly love being able to, to be a creative person and, and express who I am. So it, even if I was doing it full-time and the hard times do come, like, you know, a lot of us are willing to, to ride out for it. Mm. And I think, you know, 
that that's just that's just how some of us experience it and for me that's that's especially true because you know I've been on the other side where I could have had a stable job and I could have you know you know doing whatever else with my life but I chose to do this instead yeah. feels very Bonnie and Clyde how you ride for your art this hard and I'm loving it yeah so last question let us say this series is called Dexter's Lab and mm-hmm. let's say that whenever you were going into your creative place you could walk into a laboratory that was made just for you and just for your disciplines what would that look like what would be in your laboratory what would Bao's laboratory mm-hmm. look like wow it just be like I love a space that's multifunctional. Mm. Whether it's my home or my workspace mm. or like a dance space or whatever, I love when a space can be served for multiple purposes. Mm. I think that's just a great use of space in general. And it's also like very um it really like pushes the creative process for me. Mm. Just because it 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 doesn't, it's not like solidified and it's not confined to a a certain definition Mm. of what that space could be so I love like you yeah yeah exactly you know the space you curate is is somewhat of a reflection of yourself absolutely so I I would love a space that's just multifunctional you know Mm -hmm. and a little bit something for everybody Mm -hmm. would be super dope because I know like if I had a space especially for a creative space I'd love to share it with my community Mm. be super dope that's beautiful Okay, so tell us about your lab project. What is the Flavor Continues doing for the Boston Foundation? All right, so um, the Flavor Continues is putting on a live event. Um, we do have um, a name for it called um, All the Above. Mm. However, that's kind of like subject to change right now. Um, you know, the team's working on it. We're trying to re- we're trying to like fine tune everything. The world but is very much is- in that subject to change space. So I completely- yeah, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, but it's really cool. The the format of this dance event, um, this kind of like dance celebration, it actually has a format that comes from where I come from, which is the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Um, there, there was an event over there called Tradition, and it's an annual event hosted in Bremerton, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from the Portland, Oregon area, but we're right. kind of like sister cities and, okay. you know, with Seattle and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, I uh, actually attended the event um, quite a few times and also did uh like assistant like videographer work for them Mm. under my mentor um when I was still over in the the Pacific Northwest um but they have this format called the backyard format Mm. and essentially what happens is you have 18 captains um ideally they would represent different um subcategories of street and club dance um communities so we have um breaking we have whacking we have house Mm. popping um you know the whole lot and they would uh, essentially have um, groups of folks who come in and do like a showcase and then the team captains will pick and choose a whole team and then they'll battle together it's really cool because you know the team captains can choose whoever they want and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a team full of one style Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a team full of this representation it could be just like a whole mixed bag and it really helps build the community and that kind of like camaraderie that comes with with like competition and um just like building in general which is super cool i love it yeah a little fun fact um uh i think maybe back in 2016 i want to say or somewhere a couple years ago um 
Brian actually came out to the Pacific Northwest mm. on his, uh, I think, West Coast tour or something. Mm. But he actually attended the event, and I was at the event too. And uh, we actually were on separate teams, but our teams ended up um, in the final rounds, which is super cool. I had no idea who he was, and like we battled, um, and you know, our team got first place. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's just super funny how like we come full circle, you know, like I had no idea who Brian was, but now, you know, we're on a team together, like five years later or something. You know, the community, like, even though we're across the country, you know, a different continents, like mm. the community really can bring people together. It's amazing. And that's what we're trying to do here in like the Massachusetts area. I love that. And yeah. what better way to close? So yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> since I've had a couple of you guys on before, I can tell the audience, you can find more about The Flavor Continues at theflavorcontinues.com. It's .org. It's .org, right? .org. Yep, .org. And, and then uh, on all socials at The Flavor Continues. And yes. yeah. is there anything else you want to leave us with? Um, you know, um, come as you are. Yeah. Speak your truth. Love It'll it. set you free. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for this fascinating conversation. Really enjoyed getting to know you and learn more about you and your work and your perspectives. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Have a good one. Dexter's Lab is made possible by a partnership between the Boston Foundation and Dunamis. To learn more about the Boston Foundation, visit www.tbf.org, follow on Instagram and Twitter at BostonFDN, and on Facebook at the Boston Foundation. You can follow Dunamis on all platforms at Dunamis Boston. That's D-U-N-A-M-I-S Boston. Or visit us at dunamisboston.org. Until next time, and thanks for listening. Stay creative.